right. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, welcome to Music to Lead to. I am your host, Brett Stringer. Uh, I have the honor of uh, having a guest tonight that I've known for about 10 or 11, 12 years. Um, our introduction was uh, my first leadership job. Uh, she was on maternity leave. She came back from maternity leave, and I was sitting at the leadership table and basically said, who the fuck is this guy? Um, so that was my introduction to Prue. And um, it's been awesome ever since. So um, Prue, just want to say hi. Welcome, Prudence Daniels. I'm glad you still talked to me after that. <laughs> <laughs> it was my nice little introduction to you. So I love it. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Um so, Prue, thanks so much for joining us tonight um, or this afternoon or wherever, whenever this is that people are listening. Um, if we could do just a quick bio, quick little introduction on yourself, both professionally and personally, that'd be great. All right. I'm Prue or Prudence Daniels. Um, it's my 22nd year in Denver Public Schools. And um, I like to think that leadership is is punk rock and is just an extension of my youth like the values all align so um come from like a music rich childhood and i think that that very well kind of set the stage for like the educator that i am today i think these things go really well together so i've been at the denver green school um this is the eighth school year um we're in a co-leadership model Done lots of different things. So director level job at uh, Denver Public Schools, kind of with teacher evaluation, like AP, where I got, I was lucky enough to cross paths with Brett Stringer, and he still talked to me after I demonstrated no age-appropriate social skills. Um, and uh, like I've gotten to work with high school teachers, and, you know, I was a middle school special educator before that, so... I have a lovely husband and two kids. One is a high schooler, one's a middle schooler. Um, the husband is working on opening up a record shop. So music, music is life. I saw that. And like the the record shop is 100 square feet or something like that. It's like New York style. It is yeah. very small. It is very small. Capitalizing on the wall space. Yeah, no, it looks great. I mean, it's yeah, yeah it looks awesome. Cool. Um, well, just do a I'll do a quick introduction of how we're here and why we're here. Um, so years ago, when we when I started teaching, um, I started creating or as the school year started, I would have a theme song for the year. Um, and then as I moved into leadership, especially at MLK, much of our conversations were around music. Um, and so. I started thinking about ways to build like a playlist or a mixtape um, for the year. And then I started talking about music with other leaders. So specifically with you and I in New York, when we were at Relay, um, you know, we had the opportunity to meet Jesse and to listen to him, to, to listen to him use music to frame education and to frame social justice was like it was just another extension of that conversation and um and so i've just found myself uh surrounded by people that just have really good taste in music <laughs> and are also really good leaders and so that's that's where we landed was what is the influence the music has had on your leadership and on your life so i got 
four to five questions and then that you've prepared and then a sixth question that I've prepared for you, but you don't know it until we get there. Sounds good. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. What is the one band group artist that defines your childhood? And what's the strongest memory that you have with that band? Oh, okay. That question is, is so big. Is it okay if I define like components of childhood? Yep. Um, I think thinking of my my earliest memories of like choosing something and putting it on the record player would be my Sesame Street record with wink and blink and a nod on it. Like <laughs> as a three or four year old sitting in Hershey, Nebraska on the floor, I um rocking out to some of that. Um, and then like Michael Jackson thriller, I think anyone who was alive at that point in history, like has memories of that album and that gatefold like with with the tiger cub and my cousins and I all you know in our early 80s gear you know sitting in the den kind of listening to some some beat it and some thriller and trying our best to approximate some dance moves you know <laughs> that we saw on Pepsi commercials you know as our as our idol was set ablaze um i think the first album i ever asked for myself though would be Whitney Houston Whitney so, you know, I travel the gamut, but that I got it in second grade and that I still have that same vinyl copy that is. You still have it? Oh, yes. Wow. Of course. Like yeah. her with her little white tank top and the blue background. Mm-hmm. And that, how will I know? And you know, I want to dance with somebody. I mean, that that's gold. <laughs> um, and then I think my my taste started to change with my cousins. They were really influential. So their house had MTV. My house never had MTV. Um, got to spend some time with them and their hit paraders. And then, you know, I was blessed by what is Motley Crue and Billy Idol and Bon Jovi and not necessarily in that particular order. Um, so I got kind of the, the hand-me-down. So I got the full, you know, door size Bon Jovi poster and the Slippery One Wet documentary that I had memorized. Um, that was the first record I bought for myself with my own money was Slippery One Wet. Um, but started uh, to develop a love for Motley Crue that grew over time. You know, that became very deep, very serious. Um, you know, my other last name is Six. Um, and then as I transitioned into, you know, high school and we all start to solidify our identities, you know, that that ninth grade year, figure out who are we, you know, what do we value? Like my world was completely rocked with the introduction of, you know, Ned's Atomic Dustbin to my world and uh, um, British rock. And I think like what I think has stuck with me from, you know, from them and why they were so pivotal is there's the the showmanship of Motley Crue, like there's the over the top, but they're like Ned's is completely different from that and they just embody originality like humor humility which is not a trait of glam rock and you know charm and there was just something about them that really stuck with me and then I was lucky enough to get to see them in 1993 on one of their tours and I'd like registered for this contest through the this radio show and and drew pictures of them with very accurate hairstyles Anyway, like after the show, my friend and I were waiting to get picked up a couple of 15 year olds and saw the band was still in the gothic 
pushed our way back in and kind of you know got some time to chat with them and then learned I, I won the contest from them directly because of my my knowledge of their hairstyles. So like that and this feeling that music was so accessible at that point in time and that bands were, you know, accessible like that. That's a moment that like really stuck with me and and it solidified those those values of, you know, music representing life. Like the things that are most important to you can be represented in music. Um, what song or artist do you listen to when uh, you got to do the work? When the work has to get done, maybe you're in that office. Um, it's a tough day. You get to close the door. You get to work by yourself. You put the headphones on, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a go-to that you have? Like there's a, a go-to playlist and it depends on what kind of work it is. So if it's like, I need to think deep, I need to solve problems. Like I need to kind of get in my own head a little bit. Um, that's going to be Stone Roses, some Bowie. Ned's Jesus and Mary Chain and not a surf will will be in that mix. Um, right. If I need like some energy just to go do something physical, it's time to rearrange the office or clean out three years of discipline, you know, junk drawer accruals. Um, then it's going to be the Misfits always, um, often Motley Crue, Ramones, the sounds, you know, some Swedish indie rock, you know, never hurts. Metric, I love them. A screeching weasel often, and and Coxbar is a fun one too. What song or artist? These kind of all are song or artist. What song or artist best reflects your values? And when we get into this conversation, when we get into this discussion, it's it's especially us in education. Our personal values and our leadership values very much overlap. Um, and so, is there a group that that best reflects that? I think I lean on Nada Surf a lot. Their song Always Love I think is a good reminder to me because I may not always demonstrate love outside of school. It's really easy to to hold on to love like for kids, you know, for educators when I know we're aligned with our values. It's a lot harder for me to project outward. And newer, I'm really, really loving Bob Villain. I don't know if you've heard them, but they're um as far as like like singing about values or like hearing lyrics that are so like so compelling in so many ways. And they're just a, a DYI kind of punk rock hip hop group from the UK, um, from North London. Uh, they're really fun and put on an incredible show, but uh, their, their album that they released this past year is incredible. And that will show up in my, my playlist for later for this year. Is there a group or artist or, or song that you can think of that the best you just said you you've been in Denver public schools for 22 years wide variety of different roles is there a song that best um exemplifies your trajectory yeah i would say the goonies are good enough by cindy lopper okay <laughs> why cuz <laughs> i I think for some of us, the the misfits in education uh, that came kind of here by punk rock or by, you know, indie rock and those values, it's, you know, I feel like we've got our club, we're we're the Goonies. And 
Sometimes we don't quite fit conventionally um, amongst other leaders. And now that I'm aging, I look much more matronly and principal-like. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think it's like that, just um, being on the periphery, maybe being a little bit less conformist and like finding our way and showing that we we have really valuable you know, skills. We have um, things to service children, and you may, you may look funny, and you may have lots of drawings all over your body, and you might still be really good for for kids. Do you have a top five for this time and place for this year? I do. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I'd start with Danny Nadelko by the Idols. Um, and then I'd go into two Bob Dylan songs, first Wicked and Bad, and then Health is Wealth, um, followed by Hertz by Amal and the Sniffers, Australian punk rock. Fantastic. A lot of mullets there. Um, what Feels Like Eternity by Metric. Okay. And then since it was two by the same band, I think I get one more band. And it I was going to say, wait a second. <laughs> That's <laughs> five. Six. Okay. What if it's six? And it's. It's Taylor Swift. I love Taylor Swift. It's me. What, what song? I, I'm the problem. It's me. Okay. <laughs> why? Why those five? Like, why? If I, if I, now we look at them as a whole. Why those five or six? Uh, a lot of like good energy and social justice kind of messaging. Like the idols are social justice champions, as are you know, Bob Villain. and I think like they're their energy and just the their lyric poetry it is both beautiful and poignant and you can't like just sit and listen without wanting to be called to action like their their music is such a call to action that i think it it's just a it's a powerful anthem on the way to school on a very cold and snowy tuesday morning yeah. you know makes me want to get out of the car and and make stuff happen. Good. Education can feel like an eternity. Yes. And then often, you know, when things aren't going the way I want them to, it's me. Hi. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> How many times have you used that meme or that this year? <laughs> um, <laughs> more than my allotment. <laughs> the final question that I have for you. Uh, I was thinking about a lot of our conversations um, about the type of high school experience you had, um, that introduction into music, and then and you identified it, and then kind of the non-conventional way that you have approached leadership, right? And and been in positions where you know we're at an innovation school, and so you, we can do innovative stuff. You moved to Denver Green and being a, a lead partner there. You were to go back to that 18, 19, 20 year old Prue that was really into music and can, you know, or started kind of being really into that space. And that 18, 19, 20 year old Prue met the principal Prue. What would she be most proud of that you brought from your 18 to 19 self? Uh, I think. She would be most proud of, huh? I think 
reconciling that like leadership and being a positive influence in the world doesn't need to fit into a particular box or look a certain way. And that like how powerfully like the punk rock scene prepared me to be, you know, an effective leader and someone who is a champion of kids in a community. Um, I think I, I really felt like there was a disconnect for a long time and I needed to have a different persona and kind of, you know, change my identity and change, you know, a lot of things about myself in order to be effective in education. Um, when really it's the complete opposite. I think there's nothing like more punk rock than education and doing it well. Um, so I, I wish I would have figured that out sooner and then I'd have way more tattoos by now. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you have the lip tattoos on your neck? A hundred percent or maybe like right below my eyeball. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I spoke of gratitude earlier. And so what these conversations have allowed me to do as well is to connect with people that I have a tremendous amount of respect for and to connect with people that um, think about things differently um, and bring a ton of uh, creativity and passion into the room. And you are at the top of that list. And so I just really appreciate, um, number one, your openness to uh, to talk about to talk about some of these connections that you've had. Uh, and number two, just that the like you said, like the I agree with you, there's nothing more punk rock than education. There's nothing more, and especially now and now and what we need. We need something passionate. We need something different. We need something anti uh, the experience that our kids have had for years, decades. Um, we need the voice of the unheard. All of those things, I think you're right, they definitely tie into punk rock. Um, and so anyway, I just wanted to say thank you and 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 appreciate you opening up and appreciate uh, our friendship and uh, and what you do for kids. I've always been I've, I've always enjoyed watching what you do for kids. So just want to say thank you. Spread. And, yeah. and right back at you. You're <laughs> you're one of those those uh, friends and colleagues that definitely made me better and made me pause a lot of times and and you know taking a situation really differently. And yeah. then who who would have thought that someone at the table would have brought so much value to my <laughs> life? <laughs> I appreciate um. you, Brad. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't have a fancy sign-off. Um, I just appreciate your time, and uh, and I want you to have a wonderful night, and hopefully you get out of the office and you can go home, be with the kids and with the chickens. Um, but I want to just thank you, and have a, have a great night. Thanks for having me. This is great.